Okay, everybody, welcome back. So, let me say a few things, and then I'm going to tell you what we're going to do as an exercise. If you think about the power of what Samson Youngway brings to the world, it's much like I referred to in the interview, a mirror. And the mirror is data. He doesn't have any authority to go into a police department or to speak with a mayor or to talk to a president-elect, for that matter, and say, this is what you have to do. Nobody has to listen to him. His tool is simply to hold up a mirror of information. And in my experience, that can be really powerful. The thing about information is, though, it's very tempting to ignore when it doesn't fit what feels right. They say that when flying an airplane... The most difficult kind of flying you have to do is one where you fly by instrument. So if you're in a heavy fog bank and you can't see out your windshield, you can't necessarily feel whether you're even right side up or upside down, especially in a small plane. You have to rely on the instruments in front of you and trust that data. And lots of people who are not experienced pilots don't know to do it. And so very often that's where accidents happen. But think about how often that's happening in our own lives. We're making a choice based on feel in the moment. Maybe it's familiar, maybe it's habit, maybe it's a strong craving. And those choices have consequences. Now what's really interesting is often we make choices that have consequences we hate that we really don't like, that just don't work for us, and yet we make the choice again and again. The question is, why? Well, one idea is we've learned to ignore the data. We've learned to ignore how poorly this works. We've become terrible historians in just one little area, maybe multiple little areas of our lives, and we've stopped noticing how poorly that plan, that course, that pattern works out. For some people, maybe that's drinking. For some of you out there, it is getting elbow deep into a bag of Cheetos. For some, it's yelling at their kids. For others, it's procrastinating. Whatever it is, here's what I want you to do. Think about an area of your life that isn't working the way you want it to. An area where you have a hunch your behavior just isn't working very well. Whatever it is, I'd like you right now to not commit to changing it. I want you instead to commit only to collecting some data about it. I want you to give yourself one week at the least, maybe two weeks if you're willing, let's say between this and the next interview you hear. And I want you to keep a journal. Don't worry about complete sentences. Don't worry about grammar. You're not going to publish this. I don't care how good the writing is, but I do want you to just write down every time you find yourself doing that particular thing that seems to feel right in the moment that you suspect might not work very well. I want you to write down all of them. So maybe how many drinks you had that day, or how many cookies, or how many outbursts you witnessed that day. Write that down. If you're willing and you can, go a little deeper. What feeling drove that behavior that time? 
What narrative was in your mind? That is, what story were you telling yourself that let you keep going? Or that helped you ignore the last time you regretted doing this very same thing? If you can and you want to, go a little further and write down what were the results the next day or that day. And are you noticing, are you happy with the outcome over time? Now again, I don't want you to even consider changing this unless it's truly dangerous for yourself or somebody else. For right now, I want you to just collect data. Let me tell you of one story before we close about a woman I asked to do this. Many years ago, I was actually a graduate student. I encountered somebody who is to this day probably as, as cruel in her self-criticism as anyone I'd ever met and have met since. And she couldn't stop. It was just compulsive. It was just ravage, ravaging of self, just sort of a, a savage self-attack. So I asked her to do me a favor. I handed her a small cassette recorder, because that's what we used back then, sorry. And I said, all I want you to do is every time you hear a self-critical thought, please don't fight with it. Please don't shame yourself. Please don't try to stop it. Just turn on this recorder and record that on the tape and then hit stop. And when the next one comes up, record that too. When the next one comes up, record that too. Just do that for a week and bring it back to me next time. So, to her credit, she did. When she brought it back, we listened to it together. It was the most brutal spewing of just self-cruelty you can imagine. And she heard that and her face fell over time and by the time it finished, she just burst into tears. And she stopped. It was the last she did that. So I really want you to give yourself a chance to be your own mirror, to keep a journal, just keeping track of something you're not sure you want to change yet and see what happens. Thanks. See you next time.